Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 316. What? And the way we go. Everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Joined, as always, the only man I know who was successfully able to get Taylor Swift tickets, Marcus Devonport Schwan. Marcus, how you doing? Well, you know, it, it does help to know Taylor personally, so that helps. So uh I'm looking forward to the concert. It's gonna be awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. What else to do, buddy? Uh, well, um just you know, counting down the days to the demise of Twitter right now. So that that's been fun. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. This wow. might this might be the last episode of our how we do our segments. You know, what's trending? Uh, we might have to do another format going forward. We shall see. We shall see. But other than that, it's been great. I filmed uh, I filmed uh, a comedy the other day. Okay. I can't talk any more about that. I can't go into detail yet. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I filmed in New Jersey. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude, I feel like I've been working a lot in New Jersey lately. I, I don't know. Is this a sign that I need to move to Jersey? I, I hope not. Hope not. Please don't. But. I can take two bridges <laughs> to see the baby. Come on. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Same shit, different day, my friend. My laptop was broke. Got it fixed. So lost everything, even though I backed it up. But uh, that's the story of my life. You seem pretty good about it, though. Like I feel like normally there would be like a... You know, a rougher Michael J. Putty. I told you, the season. Foul mood, the, Michael J. Putty. The, the season, the glass half full, my friend. I got my laptop right. back. I have to buy a new one. We're here tonight. We're good. We're good to go. And I see you're wearing the Vicious Vicky shirt. I love it. Damn right. Successfully uh, performing of the last match, or whatever it was called. Yes. I wanted to go see that really bad. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to. But her was great. Congratulations to her and that team over there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. She's crushing it. Wherever she goes, so yeah, damn right. uh, that it's awesome. I wanted to go to it as well. It's been crazy between acting and uh, well, don't feel bad in that my was, business. That was the Taylor Swift of the wrestling business because no one can get tickets. It's hard to yeah. get. They sold out right quick. They do an extra show and that <laughs> sold out too. I honestly know Vicious Vicky would like to be compared to Taylor Swift. I know she's not a fan. So <laughs> is she not? Who's not a fan of Taylor Swift besides me and everybody else I know? <sighs> You're not a fan of Taylor Swift. I don't hate her. I just don't. I mean, okay, her songs are cool, but I'm not like I'm not a fan of. I don't think about her. I don't follow her on Instagram. I love Taylor Swift. I, 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 I am. Well, I'm not surprised. You, you, you really don't like anything that's popular. I think that's not true. I think that's true. That's not true. That's not true at all. That's not true. That's not true. As I keep repeating it, trying to think of something that's popular that I like. Uh, yeah, whatever. iPhone. I like the iPhone. I like Apple. That's popular, right? Okay. 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 That's one. That's one. Okay. Thing. Thank you. That is one thing. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Do anything for that? Yeah, I'm going to my fucking family's house. I just hate Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not a Thanksgiving person. Are you one of those people you want to skip forward to Christmas? No, I'm not. I just I want people to focus on Thanksgiving. Okay. I feel like it doesn't get uh-huh. enough to do. I don't like people right. to skip Thank Thanksgiving. 
just I was never big into like the big meal, getting together, like sitting down and eating. I'm like, okay, I just we do that every fucking day. Why is today special? Wow. I was wow. never I was never into Thanksgiving. If if there was a Grinch for Thanksgiving, this this would be it, right? Here. I would wear that proudly. <laughs> I'm sure proudly. you would. I just never got into it. I was like, all right, I have to go to I have to go to fucking family's house, sit around with my family, eat being force fed a meal when I was a kid at the kids' table. Come on. Are you still at the kids' table? Did you graduate yet? Until recently, I did. Until like, the, the shift. Apparently, the, that's a thing. The, the dynamic changed, and now they separated it between men and women. Like the men are in the, the living room on a big table watching the football game, and the women are in the, the, the dining room talking. I'm like, that I don't mind. But it's just like I'd never, uh, I'd rather just stay home, my couch, watch football, and just enjoy myself. You'd just rather be alone. All the time. Damn. See, I'm the complete opposite. I love people. Like, the more people, the better for me. Okay. Right. I'm the exact opposite. Night and day. That's why I get and along that's so the, well. Yeah, right. That's why we get along so I'm actually looking forward to Thanksgiving. Although, at the same time, dreading it because this time I'm going to my parents' house for it. Okay. And uh, my dad's not really a football guy, and it's going to be a lot of games on. The, the way the house is set up, it's kind of, like, awkward. You would have to, like, go downstairs to watch the game. Is it split level? Like, half a floor, yeah. half a floor, half a floor? Yeah, kind of like that. It's fucking Long Island. It, it, it's, yeah. yeah, pretty much. So I'm just like, ugh. And the Wi-Fi kind of sucks there, too. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But the food's great. Food's going to be great. Might have some awkward conversations about politics, but hey, that's a whole other story. That That's pretty really? much what, what, hap- what happened this week in politics? Oh, well, you know. If you were the no. Bills, right? Yeah. Do you go home or you just stay in Detroit for four days? Because they're, pla- they're playing in Detroit. Stay in Detroit. Yeah, right. You stay in Detroit. I mean, that's no brainer in my head. If you're in Buffalo, in the northern, the northwest, my, bu- United States, my brother, oh, that's right. He is. Yeah. How's he doing? He sent me some pictures. Oh, it's it's bad. It is so bad. He he said um, at first he was like, oh, you know, this is like the second worst snowstorm I've seen, and then you know, just like an hour ago, he texted me. He's like, yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> uh, on, let me get the exact quote he said. We've had bad snowstorms here in New York City and Tri-State area, but they've lasted like a day. Uh, this, this hit Buffalo a Thursday night. It's going to go through Sunday. Jesus, this is eleven inches higher than their second worst so snowstorm wow. they had. Damn, eleven inches, almost a foot That's worse. Enough. I can't imagine. Their, uh, the, the latest was fifty-nine inches. Jesus, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. This is bad for Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think anywhere else in this country would be decimated. That's nuts. How about we get to see what's trending this week? Absolutely. Could be for the last time. Well, let's hope not. But anyway, what happened this week? All right, buddy. So we have a, a power couple that's been making the, the waves on Twitter or uh, you know Elon Musk world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Matt Cardona, right? According to Steve Carrier of Ringside News at Steve underscore Carrier. Matt Cardona's name has come up a lot regarding a WWE return. We are told that Cardona is on WWE's radar for a return because he's talented, but Triple H has a lot of people on his radar right now. Who's on his radar right now? Well, turns out it's Chelsea Green. Go and pay our friends at NoDQ.com, at NoDQ.com. Belief that Chelsea Green making a return to WWE is a done deal. So we have, looks like, Chelsea Green definitely coming back, and with the possibility of Matt Cardona... If they both come back, I have to ask you, Putty, who moves the needle more, Chelsea Green or Matt Cardona? Um, woo, woo, woo. I think you know it. Matt Cardona, hands down. Matt Cardona has not only the prior history in the E, 
But he's a bigger name on the Indies. He's king of the Indies. I think you're the one who tweeted out. He's, he left and came back. As, he's going to come back as king of the Indies. King of the death match. I think his name is more of a needle pusher than Chelsea Green, whose indie career hasn't been as stellar as his. She has a great career and impact. She has a great career and impact. She has great won career. championships. NWA, great wrestler. But you put a resume against Matt Cardona's, I think it's going to be Matt Cardona will move that needle more than Chelsea Green. Not that I love Chelsea Green, but I think just answering your question, I think they both will be great, but I think he'll move the needle more. But does Matt Cardona come back as Matt Cardona, or is he going yeah, back to. to Zack Ryder? He has to. I, and I agree. Like The moneymaker would be Matt Cardona. However, though, can he really call himself king of the indies in, in WWE? Can he call himself king of the deathmatch in WWE? It kind of, if he can't do that, then why. it does kind of lose the luster a little bit. I don't see why he can't. They talk about indies, right? They've mentioned indies numerous times lately in the last couple of weeks. I don't see him not being able to use that moniker. What, does he want to use it? That's a different question. So, yeah, does he want to use it? Because how, like, how would that translate into the into the major leagues here in WWE? We don't you know, know. King of the Indies, like, okay, like I'm a I'm a WWE champion. We don't, uh, we don't know because we've never are, seen it before. I think this will be hmm. this will be something we have not seen before. An indie guy, quote unquote, coming in, marking himself as King of the Indies, not trying to make a na- name for himself in WWE. Well, I'm I'm King of the Indies. I can make it here, no problem. Can Matt Cardona, like, what is his ceiling, though? What is his ceiling if he comes back as Matt Cardona? Because we know what it is as Zack Ryder. We know what it is as that. And it seems like Zack Ryder is dead. It seems like yeah. Matt Cardona would be stupid if he were to come back as Zack Ryder. He already said he doesn't and want to. He's, he's, that, that, he's at that's one condition. He's not coming back as Zack Ryder. He's not coming back. No, he's he, not coming he, back. He, he, can do, he can do so well, uh, you know, never come back to, to WWE doing his thing as Matt Cardona. But... If there is that window there, like he would have to take it as Matt Cardona to come back as WWE. But yeah. still, what is the ceiling there? Is it him going against Roman Reigns? Could, could he compete for a World Heavyweight Championship? I don't know. I think he could. I don't think so. I don't, I don't see him beating Roman Reigns, especially at this point where, where Roman Reigns is. But it depends on how they build him, how they book him, how they put him over. I think he can get a title like, shot. Maybe put money in the I bank. Could, I could see that. Maybe that. that could, I think that's the absolute ceiling. Like, I can see him more as an NXT champion. With Chelsea Green, however, the other person we brought up here, Chelsea Green, I think she can move the needle in the women's division. I think, you know, if they let her be her, and I feel like when she was in WWE, you're, you're talking about her as if she was never in WWE. She wasn't at WWE. Uh, not for long, though, unfortunately. She, not for long. She was in NXT a little yeah. bit longer, but when she got called up, she wasn't on the main roster long, correct? But they weren't really letting her be her. You know, she she has made a huge name for herself, you know, in the indies, on Impact, in NWA. You know, she's obviously capable of being a wrestler and more than that, being a character. And I think if WWE were let her do her thing, and I think under this new regime, they would. Yeah. I think y- so. You're going to see. I think it's very underrated as far as what Chelsea Green can do on the main roster. I think she could be a future SmackDown Women's Champion or Raw Women's Champion. You know, I I, I don't necessarily think her ceiling is NXT. I think she can go higher than that. Okay, that that that's why I think Chelsea Green, in that sense alone, and no disrespect to Matt Cardona, I love Matt Cardona. I'd be thrilled to see what he can do in WWE like as Matt Cardona. But you know, as we're talking about. You know, who moves the needle, in my opinion, like, you know, that means being a champion. And I think I would have to give the slight edge 
to Chelsea Green. Okay. I can't argue that. Chelsea Green is a needle mover, but name recognition, mainstream is uh, Matt Cardona. Whatever they decide to do with the championship belts after Roman Reigns drops them, keep them together, split them up. I think Matt Cardona's name will be in that mix. Oh, that is lofty. Goal. And I am here for it. If they can make that happen in a compelling way, I am here for it. And as a fellow Long Islander, I am totally here for it. I just Matt Cardona has shown he can do it. it. Well, that, he's won like seven, eight championships at one single time. He can be a champion. He's a proven champion. It's just how W is going to book him and use him. I think it was him who said, you know, Zack Ryder's dead. Look at Reggie Ramon. Reggie Ramon came back as Scott Hall as a different character. He can come back as Matt Cardona and tear it up if given the Absolutely. right thing. And the, people, the regime but, right now is a regime I trust to make that happen. But Scott Hall never won a world championship. Keep that in mind. Okay. I will. Nor on the Indies either. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Scott Scott Hall did have a phenomenal career. Like, you know, Matt Cardona could still have a phenomenal career. And that's fine. Uh, I I just think, I think people are sleeping on Chelsea Green. That's what I think. And I think if given that opportunity, she could take that ball and really run with it. Okay. I think she takes a little more on spot. Ooh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk. <laughs> I was going to to move on, but how so? Green Man has said numerous times in the show previously, when someone comes in, when they bring somebody in, they got to take somebody else's spot. So she has to take mm. somebody's spot here. Whose spot does she take? Who's Liv popular Morgan? enough? I just feel Liv, Liv Morgan, they were doing something with this new crazy character, but I haven't seen much of it in the last couple of weeks. Like, storyline progress anywhere. I think if Liv Morgan, come, uh, if Jesse Green comes in, Whose TV time does she take? I think it's going to be Chelsea, uh, Liv Morgan's. It's my wow. opinion. Then that just randomly came to me. I never thought about it before until I just said this. So I don't really have too much to back it up with. I'm just saying, off the cuff, she has to replace somebody. We'll see Liv Morgan. That would event. be that would be really disappointing for Liz for Liv Morgan because I I feel like she's or would motivate her over to work hard or would it motivate her? Right? Could be. Then who would Matt Cardona? Whose spot would he take? Because immediately what comes to mind for me when you brought that up, it would be Dolph Ziggler. I really give it too much. But then, if, if that's the case, then if he's taking Dolph Ziggler's spot, then we know the spot that he's taking. He, it's more of, uh, you know, putting people over. Then, yeah, that's not the spot he's taking. Keep moving on. I'll come back to you at the end of the show. I think Matt Cardona is a wild card when it comes back because he could be that spot. He could be that guy helping the younger talent, or he could be like a Cody Rhodes type of guy. I, I think it, it, good one. It's there it is. We, good one. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. He won't take his spot because he'll he'll have follow that same trajectory if given the like, right push. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. Moving on, though, uh, today, today's history, Putty. Did you know that? Today Friday, is Friday, November 18th. November 18th, and it is historic day in wrestling. Do you know why? I do know why. Well, I wonder if the fans know why we're talking about. So today in history, The Shield had made their debut. BR Wrestling, at BR Wrestling, uh, they tweet this. Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Uma, Delta, Ten years ago today, The Shield Lima. made their WWE debut. What's that? Lima. I said Lima. That didn't sound like it. Oh, wait. My eyes are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I did not say Lima. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lima. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, the rest is history here. Uh, the Shield made their debut, and it was a historic debut indeed. So I, I want to ask you this, buddy. You know, a lot of people, they're celebrating The Shield uh, as well they should. Is The Shield the best faction in WWE history? History? It's one of them. The rest may speak for themselves, man. All of them are champions. All of them are current champions. It's just one of the best factions of all time. Damn right. One of the best. One of the best. 
one of the best. So they're not the best. No, I don't think so. You're going to say evolution, aren't you? Damn right. Damn. <laughs> I knew it. Right. I knew it. Why did I, why did I even put this up here? Like, Four <laughs> Hall of Famers, litany, litany of titles, each one double-digit champions. I don't want to keep going on because I, I can talk about evolution all night. But, yeah, evolution is the greatest faction of all time. Shield in close proximity of that. Um, first off, I'm still embarrassed. I said Uma instead of Lima. My eyes are really that bad. Uh, secondly, yeah, what does that spell? I, I don't even spell. She, <laughs> Whoops, my wife would definitely be scolding me. You gotta wear your glasses. Uh, anywho, listen, I know you're a big mark for evolution. Uh, as much as I'm a big mark for DX, but I would have to say, you know, really, and this is gonna kind of pain me to say it, the Shield. They seriously might be the best faction in WWE history. Like they, they, for what they have done, they have changed the course of WWE's uh, trajectory forever. Uh, with Roman Reigns, record, a uh, modern day record holding world champion, mm-hmm. being the face of the company. Yep. Uh, and something we did not expect in that day when we saw the Shield do a triple power bomb on Ryback. You know, we didn't know what we were seeing. I thought at first it was like three fans jumping the guardrail. Yeah. I was, it definitely was not following NXT at that time. But if you were to ask me at that point, like, hey, uh, do you think Roman Reigns, the, the, the tall guy with the, with the long black hair, if he's going to be the face of the company? I was like, fuck no, dude. Who, who are these guys? But here we are. You know, these guys are the pillars of the industry today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns, obviously. Uh, you have Seth Rollins, the architect, the the visionary, uh, revolutionary, well, <laughs> the architect, revo- <laughs> and every single element of of his of his career, where he's been, like different characters he's taken on, they've been amazing. Yep. Uh, his his body of work in the ring has been amazing, and he's definitely not done yet. I, I personally think he may be the one to take over Roman Reigns' spot. Uh, that's a whole other story. And then you have John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Speaks for itself as far as what he's doing in the AEW. Yeah, you know, one could say his body work in WWE as a singles competitor was like, you know, kind of iffy. He was a world champion there, though. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people could say that. But, you know, he's definitely on um, another step above for AEW. So, yeah, I mean, these three guys, I-, I can't imagine what WWE would be like today or any of wrestling be like today if that event had not happened. But you said the same about Randy Orton and Batista. They were nobodies taken under the wing of Triple H, past, present, future. Some would say taken the under the wing of business. Uh, those they were those taken four under men the wing of Triple H transcended the business. Yeah, I'm not saying these guys they were didn't. Taken under the wing of Triple H and 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 I'm not these guys Ric didn't. Flair. The, these guys were not taken under the wing of anyone. They did it on their own. Yeah, definitely. Big difference. But they were Big difference. The Shield were never champions. Uh, world champions. They were world champions after the, the the thing broke up, which is credit to them so, that Shield pushed them to the main event picture, obviously. But the Shield themselves never held championship gold outside. I mean, world championship gold. Mm. However, though, Dean Ambrose was the longest reigning United States champion at the time, but he only defended it what three times. But um, I remember Roman Reigns was supposed to be the the face, the the breakout star of that thing, and then they tried, and the fans did, were not buying it. But now here we are. Roman Reigns probably the, the biggest name in the entire industry of the world. But he was still having success even when the fans were turning on Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Multi-time you know, champion. Like now, now, obviously, there is no denying like he is the tribal chief. He is the man. He is uh, the 
WWE Universe revolves around him. Yep. There's no denying that. Uh, one could argue that all of wrestling revolves around him. He's at that level right now. He's in God mode. Right. That's why I'm saying, and I understand the argument about champions. And I, hell, I just used that same argument before about Chelsea Green, right? About, you know, being a champion. That does mean something. So argument heard loud and clear from you about evolution Thank you. with that. However, I will say this. I will make this point. I think what the Shield has done in general, their debut from and from there on after has been more important for wrestling history than any other of the factions. Maybe DX could be in a, a conversation as well. But and of course I'm not saying NWO because we're talking strictly WWE here. NWO is more of a WCW thing. But I think the Shield as far as like I really don't know what the industry would be like today without the Shield. I really don't. I, I, I think it would be vastly different if they weren't around, if they didn't do their thing, if they didn't crush it from day one. I can't say the same for Evolution. I can't. Okay, I can. I did 10 minutes ago, but we're here all night arguing back and forth, my friend. Tit for tat. But let's save some time here because you have a very, very special guest here this week on Hollywood's Corner. All right. So here we are, guys. I have my recurring guest. He comes on quite often, a regular on Shot of Wrestling, and we love to have him. Feels like family. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the owner, the promoter of BCW, that's Bree Combination Wrestling, Mr. Anthony Cole. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I love being here. I love Shot of Wrestling Podcast, man. You guys are awesome. The official podcast for Bree Combination Wrestling. We have... Pretty much, yeah, all three of us have done commentary for BCW, so that's awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, we are coming off of the Grand Dragon Tournament. We crowned the first ever Grand Dragon Champion there, BCW, with Anthony Gangone with the help of Prince Nana. Yes. Big deal indeed, man. How are you feeling coming off, off, off that show? Oh, man, that was wonderful. It was exactly the way I, the way I anticipated it going, you know? It was... Uh... Full of ups and downs, some tremendous matches, some mm. some very surprising things happened in some of these matches. So I it was I was a fan of the of the show myself. Yes, that's awesome. So what what stood out to you the most? Like you know what what were some of those matches for you that stole the show? Oh man, starting off with Anthony Gangone and Daniel Alexander. What a great match! Like I'm looking at Daniel Alexander. This kid has potential. You know, I, I like the way he handled himself in the ring, and that was great. And then from that match, we went straight into Ruthless Lala Jay Bougie. And mm. that match, oh, my God, in the stands, in the fans, you know, it, it was all over the place. And, and it was great. Like, they really pushed each other to the limit. You know? Hell yeah, man. For me, I have to say that the match that really stood out for me uh, – and mind you, I mean, I was backstage helping out, but, like, I did commentary for, I think – three four matches after intermission but the one that really stood out for me was darius carter versus christina marie oh my and god no. that match holy shit yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i knew courageous christina was courageous but man she's tenacious tenacious right? tenacious yes what a match oh my god what about hard hitting she did not waste any time with the bell rang. She went right after Darius Carter. Showed no fear. Showed dare I say almost no respect to the reign that he's had. Just really took it to the limit with him. I really thought for sure Christine Marie was going to move yeah. on to be the next Grand Dragon champion. 
someone to keep an eye on for sure though definitely definitely with that being said no we have some uh, other shows coming up but before we get into that you know we have to address that there's an elephant in the room here regarding it's a big elephant regarding the world heavyweight championship so we have a couple shows coming up here uh one of which is being christmas with a vengeance december 17th at the mecca of the northeast richfield new jersey and we you know, we also have a Puerto Rico show coming up that's December 4th. December 4th, yes. Both of which, as I understand, Marina Shafir will not be on the show. Your feelings on that, what is going on with the World Heavyweight Championship? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened that Marina won't be able to make these shows, but, you know, she does have other obligations and other commitments. Oh, well, yes, as we all know, AEW, right. she's killing it over there. yes. You know, with that schedule picking up the way it is, you know, I understand that sometimes the little brother got to take the, the backseat to the big brother. So, you know, <laughs> I'll let her work with the big brother for now. But then, you know, we, we hope to see her back at BCW as soon as possible. You know, she's been a great champion. She's represented the company. She's took that belt and, and you know, really put some prestige on it. So, you know, I want to congratulate her on much, much more success. You know, and on the PWI Women's 150 for the first time. Yeah. So congrats to her. Yes, indeed. BCW yes. was mentioned on there by name. Yes, sir. Recombination wrestling. I love that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, yes. So uh, I'm sure it must be frustrating not having a world champion on these cards. But at the same time, you do understand, you know, the larger obligation that she has to AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yes, she's been killing it. The, the, the more the more she's doing on there, the better it is for her, the better it is for AEW, and the better it is for BCW in a sense. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, what is the feeling with the locker room with that, though? You know, you definitely have Darius Carter being very vocal. Uh, <laughs> is, what does that mean for the locker room vibe? You know, my, my, my locker room... You know, it's so funny. My locker room has become full of people that are hungry for a championship shot. And, I mean, I can't blame them, you know. And they're they're saying, you know, well, if Marina is not here to defend the title, I'm here. Right? Mm -hmm. So so what about me? And I'm looking at these guys like, you know what? That's what we do this for, right? We do this to be crowned the best of the best. And in order to become the best of the best you got to beat the best but the best has to be available right so i i get it i understand you know their thoughts their frustration but uh you know with time we'll fix all that as well absolutely so. i mean i definitely understand like hey not for nothing like look rock lesnar when he was the world heavyweight champion wwe even roman reigns right now they're not necessarily on every show exactly yeah you know but but they keep the ship running and yeah. that's exactly what BCW is doing right now. Hey, you just crowned, like I said, a brand new champion in right. Anthony Gangone. You have Ruthless Lala holding down the fort. You have the BCW Tag Team Champions, Blonde Force Trauma, holding down the fort right now. Uh, so that, that is great. So what does that mean then for the next two shows? You have the show in Puerto Rico with Shadow Wrestling Alliance and then Christmas with a Vengeance here. Uh, what can we expect going into these two shows and without the World Heavyweight Champion? Well, without the world heavyweight champion, you know, like I said, it it, it is sad that she's not going to be there. But my other champions are going to keep the company on their back and they're going to represent. You know, we're taking Anthony Gangone and Rufus Lala to Puerto Rico. And they're going to, you know, put on a tremendous event, I'm sure of it. And, uh, you know, they're going to keep the company in everybody's eyes. They're going to represent 
and Puerto Rico as well as they do here in New York. So I'm looking forward to that. Do you have the matches lined up yet for Puerto Rico? Who, who uh, uh, their opponents will be? We're still working on that right now, but uh, we'll be releasing that in the next day or two. Awesome, awesome. But no, no, that's great though. You have two champions representing in in Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, I, I know Darius Carter put up a tweet, you know, with a hmm, interesting. But you know, as much as we love Darius, as much as he's been the face of the company, he currently is not a champion right now. So, like, you know, I, I mean, he's he's the people's champ. He's definitely the people's <laughs> champ. But uh, you know, unfortunately, right now he is not the champion. You know, right? What better to have represent BCW than actual BCW gold going over there, showcasing yeah. to the world that these are world champions? So. Definitely understand that. But no, Christmas with a vengeance. So what is the marquee match going there? What are some matchups you're looking forward to? Are, are, are we allowed to talk about any of them yet? We have yeah, two that are now so far. We have Vince, uh, Vinny Pacifico versus Daniel Alexander. And we also have Darius Carter announced today against Steve Monster Mac. Ooh, Ooh that one. That one has a little flavor to it. But what what else can we expect? What What is like the, the main event here that we're looking forward to? Oh, man, the main event on this card is going to be uh, Ruthless Lala taking on Brittany Blake, actually. So that's an exclusive right there, Mark. This oh, is going oh, to oh. be what I'm looking for. Like, Lala, you know, she'll be fresh back from Puerto Rico, defending her title. You know, and then she'll come back to New York. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, she, she does great in Puerto Rico when she brings that Puerto Rican momentum back here to New York and keeps it going. You know? uh, Brittany, Brittany Blake is a great opponent for Ruth Islao. Yeah. would love to see that two contrasting styles get like, you know, it, it yeah, that, that'll be fire. So what happens, like, hypothetically, what happens if Ruth Islao does lose the championship in Puerto Rico? Is she, wh- who are they, are they facing like Puerto, uh, local Puerto Rican talent or are they yeah. facing, okay, That's so. Puerto Rican talent, yeah. What happens then? Like, if a championship is lost to a Puerto Rican talent, man, you know what, Mark? I have gone over that scenario over a million times in my head, and I do not even know what would happen if if somehow Rufus Lala had to come back to New York without the BCW Women's Championship belt. <laughs> I mean, that's a think about that. It's a possibility, though. It, it's a possibility. It's a bigger situation than when Isaiah Wolf stole the championship from her. It's, it's a bigger situation here. It's an international yeah. problem, <laughs> right? It's it's a natural problem. Hmm. Uh, let's just pray that it doesn't happen. I, you didn't think this all the way through. Did I didn't, you? I, that that I did not think it all the way through. Right? Jeez. Damn. Uh, that's that's gonna be some extra flyer miles you got to put out there. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, no, I mean this is a this is a great moment here for BCW. This is the first time going overseas, right, as a promotion. Yes, yes. So, how did this come about? Like, what does this mean to to you and the promotion and to the talent? Oh man, this is just the the start of things to come. You know, it's always been our dream to not just be local here in New York, New Jersey, but to also, you know, make some some waves international. And I know that Puerto Rico was still uh, U.S. territory, but it's outside of the, the tri-state. So in and of itself, that that's a big accomplishment. You know, I like working with the guys at Shadow Wrestling Alliance. We've done some pretty good business 
uh, you know, over the last couple of months. And I think that this move to Puerto Rico was going to help elevate both companies. And, and that I'm really looking forward to. And the talent is excited about it, you know. It's the first time they've all traveled together as, you know, as a group representing, you know, the same core. So it, it, it's going to be a, a positive thing. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that's going to be a fun trip, man. Are, are any commentators going? Any, any commentators? <laughs> you know what? Let's go, Mark. Come on, we need you. <laughs> I got to talk to the wifey about that. That's, that'll be news right here. <laughs> yes. But uh, no, in all seriousness, no, that, that is so great for the promotion to to get out there to expand uh, to a new audience. Puerto Rico, they love their wrestling over there. Yes. Uh, it's a big deal. So expect a hot crowd, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we got some TV tapings coming up. The show was on December 4th. And, uh, you know, we're testing the Wi-Fi right now because if everything goes right, we will be broadcasting live from Puerto Rico. And uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll set up a venue out here in Queens, and then everybody could come to that venue and watch, you know, Shadow Wrestling Alliance, BCW, in Puerto Rico broadcast here in New York. So we'll do Boom. our own watch party. Yeah. Boom. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, uh, is this going to be streamed through the app? You. BCW has an app now. BCW.tv, yes, indeed. BCW, B-R-I-I-C-W dot TV. It will be streamed through the app. Yes, indeed. Now, talk to me about this, man. The app came live, like, shortly before the Grand Dragon tournament. Yes. Uh, So let's talk more about this right here. I mean, other promotions, they usually go through Fight TV, Title Match, or uh, Mm -hmm. IWTV. But uh, are those relationships still valid with BCW? Or or is it solely with the app now? Uh, we are definitely still on those networks, Title Match, IWTV, Fight TV. Yeah, we definitely have the partnerships with them. But, you know, we also need our own app, something you can take on the go. And with the, the BCW app, you're going to get to see a lot of things on the app that you wouldn't necessarily see on those networks. On the app, you'll get some behind-the-scenes footage. You'll get, you know, you'll get to see uh, Curtain Call with Jimmy J. You know, we'll get to see more Shot of Wrestling podcasts on the application as well. Hell yeah. That's news to me, so that's awesome. (laughs) You know, with the app, we have the ability to load up everything we want to load up, you know. So it'll be, you know, all in one place for all of our BCW faithful to have a one-stop shop and get everything they need to get. So that's, that's amazing, man. Like, you know, you, you know, we, we see that with WWE, they obviously have their own app. Uh, you know, we, we've seen it with, uh, I believe AEW might have their own app as well. Mm-hmm. Impact, uh, the, the major promotions, but we don't necessarily see that in the indie level. So that, that's cool. That you're taking to the next level. What, what inspired you to do that? Well, that's just it. We got to take it to the next level, right? We got to give, the people what they want and an ability to be mobile and still have everything in the palm of your hand. That's the wave of the future. So we got to be on that wave as well. That is awesome, man. Forward thinking right there. Anything cool. That's why BCW, it's not just another local indie promotion. No, we are thinking big picture here. I am pumped for it. December 4th and December 17th, two shows almost back to back. Get your tickets now available on Eventbrite. Anthony Cole, thank you for hopping on for Shot of Wrestling. Any other last words you want to give out to the fans? Uh, no, that's it, man. You know, you know, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, BCW, Recombination Wrestling. You guys know the, the mantras already, you know, and get your tickets now, December 17th, and be ready for the upcoming announcement about live streaming December 4th from Puerto Rico. 
all the way up, baby. Hey, Cole, thank you up. so much. <laughs> yes. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Mark. Always we- a pleasure. In the meantime, back to TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Man, another great job, Anthony Cole. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you for everything you've done for a shot of wrestling. Again, this partnership started about five years ago now. We wouldn't be here where we are without your advice and guidance and leadership. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you for telling us about all about Christmas with a Vengeance, December 17th. Can't wait for that. The card's already starting to shape up. Absolutely, man. Fun fact, I went to dinner for Green Man's birthday. Talking to some friends of ours. And they are planning like a Christmas get-together. They were like, oh, I have two dates in mind. It's either going to be the 10th or 17th of December. I'm like, can it be the 10th? Because I've got plans on the 17th. She goes, what are you doing? That's right. Oh, the Christmas with a Vengeance. Rachel Park, New Jersey. Tickets available. Check out their social medias. Get them while you can. And we'll be doing commentary as well with Cheyenne Ortiz. You know, it's fun to, like, you know, again, thank you to Anthony Cole, though, for giving us all, the three of us, for Shot of Wrestling, an opportunity to do commentary for BCW. It's been a lot of fun. It's good to be back on there again as far as uh, on the commentary table. Yeah, good times. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but I, didn't, I mean, it felt weird the first couple of minutes, but then you just go right back into it, like riding a bike. Right. No, absolutely. Probably more for man. you because I, I have a different position. I'm doing color, not play-by-play, so it's kind of weird to, to pivot. But you just got right back into it. It was great. Good time. Missed it. Bought the passion and adrenaline back. It was good to be back in that uh, seat. Absolutely. And then you have Cheyenne steering that shit, man. Damn I, right. He, he is so good at what he does. So yeah. He's always uh, the best. Can't wait to come. Yeah. Honestly, the, the best in the biz. So yeah, can't wait to come back December 17th. Uh, I will be there as well. I will be continuing to scout uh, for my own squad, Hollywood Inc. But enough about that right now. Let's, Please, enough. Let's talk about, some, let's talk about TV. All right. All right, so Putty, we let's start off with Monday Night Raw. Austin Theory, man, he uh, the week before we were going to talk about you know the him cashing in the United States Championship and losing. Uh, unfortunately, we had technical difficulties here, so we cannot do the show. But Austin Theory seemed to turn himself around. Real dash est at Wrestling Realist. Austin Theory ending Raw on top. Fire flame emoji. It's his world. We're just living in it. And there were a lot of tweets going on about that. Has Austin Theory completely redeemed himself already after just one week of losing? What do you think, buddy? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, man. Uh, he was one one to watch this year, or a year in the wars last year. And I was like, I was so looking forward to his career this year. And so far, I was not disappointed. <laughs> right? It was, he just took off like a rocket this year. And when he lost the money in the bank, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Because I didn't see Seth Rollins dropping it a week later. Like, is he going to lose here? And it felt like, like weird. That weird feeling I had. That feel that weird feeling was relief. We talked about like he wasn't going to beat Roman Reigns unless we talked about our initial theory was him cashing at WrestleMania on defeated Roman Reigns or defeated Rock. But yeah, now we don't have to worry about that anymore. Forget about the Money in the Bank, Mister Money in the Bank. The, the Mister McMahon protege gimmick is officially dead. We got the brand spanking new ruthless aggression Roman uh, Roman Reigns, Austin Theory, badass, tough. The selfie gimmick is done. New attitude, kind of a new look with the beard growing out. He's fully redeemed himself. Looking forward to now. He's automatically injected himself back in the United States title picture. Yeah, absolutely redeemed himself. So so happy for him. I think he's in a better position now than he was three weeks ago. It is really hard to debate that, buddy. Like Austin Theory, we, we speculate for a bit. I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago. Is it time to hit the panic meter yeah. on Austin Theory? Last week, when we were on air, we were talking about how... 
he looks like he's completely buried. You know, like who loses a cash in on the United States Championship? Probably the worst cash in of all time. But this is all by design. It exactly, turns yeah. out. This is creative genius, if you will. It is completely dismantling and destroying what Vince McMahon was doing with Austin Theory, which, you know what, to Vince's credit, was working for a bit for Austin Theory. Yeah. It, it did take him to the next level. But it seemed like there was only so much of a ceiling that that Austin Theory would have had with that character. Now, now with this with this huge – it's a huge – pivot that we're talking about here huge uh just one week later what awesome theory did between the promo between the look between the aggressiveness and how he went about that match with Dolph Ziggler and then at the end of the show I mean the end of the show holding strong the United States Championship over a lifeless Seth Rollins I mean you can't do a bigger 180 than that (laughs) in one week in one week they did it one week no build no leading to something, no hints, no promos, no nothing. Boom, cashed in, lose, boom, new character, new persona. Bye-bye, Austin Theory, the selfie gimmick. Bye-bye, protege. Welcome to the new badass Austin Theory. And th- that line that he cut to Dolph Ziggler, I-, I feel like really drove it home, saying he's tired of being considered like the future. Like, you know, he- this is this yep. is now. Yeah, he wants, you know, he's, he's not, not a boy. Yeah. He's not a protege. Yeah. He's a man. Great line. Great work. It- it- yeah. You saw you saw the intensity in his eyes all throughout. Uh, I am excited and relieved, as you said, big, big to relief. to see that you know there are grander plans that you know Triple H he, he, he's good. <laughs> he, he is good because he had us all thinking that Austin Theory might be on his way out, but no, 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 no. Al contraire, uh, Austin Theory is a main event player. Damn right, man! Can't wait. Great job. Amazing. Well done. No, nothing more we can say about no, that, I think. Yeah, no, nothing else to be said. Moving on, then, to NXT. Hey, guess who's trending from NXT? Um, like the m- Mindy, millionth week in a row. Mandy Rose? Oh, uh, putty. You are correct. Mandy Rose. Damn right. Trending once again. Uh, she had her last woman standing match against All of Fire. And, you know, a lot of people were expecting Mandy Rose to lose this one. It seems like they every week they counter out like this is it this is the one nope she wins again WWE on BT Sport at BT Sport WWE again can't read mm-hmm. uh, Mandy Rose is the last woman standing in all caps hashtag WWE NXT mixed reactions here about this but you know again over three hundred sixty five days as champion I know she didn't win on her own she had some help at the end. A la Ric Flair style. But, you know, with this championship reign, what she's doing, she's beating everyone. Is Mandy Rose in the same class as Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair right now? I want to say yes, but I feel like she's in a different class, far above them. No way. Wow. You're going to get some hate for this one. At, At Mark Schwann. Ronda Rousey has done a phenomenal job for WWE. So has Bianca Belair. Without a doubt. Well, Amazing. In a crowded field of a stacked women division, these women have taken the, the flag and waved it proudly, right? Mandy yeah, Rose, sure. however, took a NXT 2.0, a move which was met with a ton of hate, lost a lot of viewership. People didn't even bother tuning in. I'm not turning into this Nickelodeon garbage, said my current co-host. 
She took that mantle to carry that. She put that promotion on her back to become the face of that promotion, that program. Made that program must-see TV, trending, like you said, for the millionth week in a row. I can't say the same for the other two. Amazing work by Manny Rose. Hmm. Just go. And I'm, not, I'm alone in this. Thunder Rose said the same thing, basically, on uh, what was that show called? I'm drawing a blank. Busted Open. Yeah. You. No, she, you're right. You're right. Uh, Thunder Rosa did make a similar remark about Mandy Rose. She put that company on her back to make it must-see when a lot of newcomers, a lot of no-names, a lot of people were not watching it. People were watching it for Mandy Rose. Good job. Put some respect on her name. <sighs> Amazing. One of the greatest NXT Women's Champions of all time. Ooh. Yeah, and we did talk about that. Uh, you were very much in favor of that. I was a little hesitant to go there. A lot hesitant. Still am. Yeah. Still am hasn't to go there. It's different though. You know, Mandy Rose. I again, I, I think she's like the Ric Flair of the women's division. Uh, you know, she's a very beatable champion, but yet she still finds a way to win. And I know people are shitting on her for the fact that she had help, that she always has help. Guess what? So did Ric Flair. Are we saying he's a bad wrestler? Are we saying that he sucks? Are we saying that he wasn't a worthy champion, a 16-time record-holding world champion? Are we saying that about him? No. No. No one ever has. Not back then in the territory days, not in WCW, and not today. No one has said shit. So why the hate on Mandy Rose? Is it because she's a woman? Is that it? Is it because she's not a technical wrestler? Is it because of her looks that she should be more of a model? Is it because of the hate that she didn't win tough enough? Like, what? what is it? What, what does Mandy Rose have to do to get a respect in her name? Because I feel like she deserves more respect in her name. I asked you, I, I I asked you the you same there. question last week, and I've yet to receive an answer. Um, she unified the NXT Women's Championship and the NXT UK Women's Championship, being two of the best right now in UK, without any help. I believe she beat Alba Fire for the first time without any help. She's beaten somebody else without any help. She's beaten people without help. It's not like people interfere in every single match of hers. She's done it cleanly, professionally, amazingly. Again, one of the best. I and mean, I honestly, by by far, of all wrestling, most improved. Oh, hands down, without a question. Nobody who compares to this. As far as the, the most improved category, no yeah. one can compare to that. Uh, she is definitely more than ready to go back to the main roster if she chooses to. But the question, going back to the question, is she on the same class as Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair? No, because of the fact that she's NXT. Yeah, because NXT is considered a developmental brand. Ronda Rousey is a household name. Mm-hmm. Whether you love her, whether you hate her, she's a household name. There's no denying that. She has brought more eyes to the product, to the, to the division, uh, to the championship. She does a lot for this business, again, regardless how you feel about her. Bianca Belair is a star. She's a star. Like she, she looks the part. She acts the part. She talks the part. She is a great wrestler, phenomenal athlete. She's everything that you want in a champion, and then some. And we were talking about at one point. It looks like she is on in a holly of the Hollywood a, a Hall of Fame trajectory here. Mandy Rose is not on any of those levels, as far as I can tell. Look a little closer. Very solid team. You're like doing a lot of people closer. do. You're. you're Oh, it's just NXT. Let's toss it to a side. It's just NXT. She's taking a com- promotion, a TV show, a nationally televised TV show, and became the face of that company, company, program. She's doing amazing work, trending week in and week out. Everyone's tuning in to see what they're seeing. I'm not, I'm not tuning in to see what Ronda Rousey's doing. I'm not tuning in to see what Be- uh, Bianca Belair's doing. We're tuning in to see what Mandy Rose is doing because she's a wild card. We don't know. 
you don't care about Bianca Blair. You don't care I love, about Ronda Rousey. I, I love them. I'm not. Okay. They're not. I'm not tuning in. I got to see what they're doing this week. I, I, I need to know what Mandy Rose is doing. What's what's next on her? Because everyone wants her to lose. She's supposed to lose eight months ago. She was supposed to lose six months ago. She was supposed to lose four months ago. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Last week. Is it is it for support for Mandy Rose or is it out of curiosity to see who's going to be the one to defeat her? What's the difference? There is a little bit of a difference. I'm just asking. I don't. I don't know the difference. People are like wanted, they're tuning in to see her or they're tuning in to see who's going to lose to her, uh, beat her. They're tuning in to support her. They're tuning in to hate on her. Either way, they're so tuning she's, in. She's the Howard Stern of, wow. of well, wrestling then. I like this bigger statement than I ever said, but you said it, not me. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, I, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, back in the No, 90s. no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but the, the thing is, like, it's still, it is NXT. I am not denying her accomplishments. I'm not denying how much she's improved but until she can do that on the main roster if she can do exactly what she's doing on the main roster you you can't really put her in the same category as ronda rousey and bianca blair you can't why, it's why un- unfair question? to do that why is the question i because it's 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 a historic reign for sure Damn right over 300 she's the she's a longer champion than any of the the main roster champions i'm not in a rush to get her to the main roster i would like to see her become the longest reigning nxt women's champion of all time do you think she should stay there in NXT level? To beat that record? Yes. There's no spot for her right now on the main roster. Talking about it earlier, whose spot does she take? When she gets up to the main roster, she's taking nobody's spot. She's going to make her own damn spot. And looking forward to her on the main roster. But let's see. Let, give her the credit she's due, what she's done for NXT 2.0, and give her the, the title of becoming the longest reigning women's champion in NXT history. You know we're, who's we're spot close. she can take on I think right we're, I think we're close. You know whose spot she could take right now if she wanted to? And this might be a little controversial. Okay. But at this point right now, I, I'm looking. She could be. She could take Charlotte Flair's spot right now. Charlotte Flair hasn't been on TV in months. Uh, but when she comes back, Rose, that spot's gone. Is, is it? If maybe, listen, it's all about in sports and anything right now, it's all about next man or woman mm-hmm. up, right? Mandy Rose has been up for a long time right now. Charlotte Flair, I love Charlotte Flair. Huge Charlotte Flair fan. Has kind of plateaued. If Mandy Rose keeps on going this rate, and the longer Charlotte Flair stays away from TV programming, it makes sense to me. That's a good one. I can it see makes it. Sense to me. I can't argue that. Catapult her right into the main event scene. Instant rivalries. You know, and honestly, at that point, I will say this. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll take another step further here in this. She doesn't need to win the championship yet. If she was able to take that spot and run with it, then yes, I would put her in the same category as Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair. I would. Okay. So you're not, knocking, you're not writing her off yet. You're giving her a chance to be in that class. There's an opening for her to be 1, in that class. 1,000%. 1,000%. Yes. Great. Okay. Yes. I'll take it. But I would have to see what she does in the main roster to okay. do that. Moving on to AEW. So, again, for our loyal listeners, as you know, we pre-recorded this on Friday nights. Full gear, obviously, has not happened yet for us. Uh, so, bear with us here. We were going to do a special but show do- on Saturday, but then we both realized... Full gear won't end till like three o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, oh. <laughs> right? You know, John Mox, who was asking, you know, it was Saturday or was it Sunday? Yeah. Great Bo- question, Mox. Both. Great question. <laughs> but you know, that's not what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking about Britt Baker and Soraya. Uh, this has definitely been the rivalry, the hot rivalry going into full gear for me at least, uh, and obviously for the rest of Twitter uh, or what's left of Twitter. Seeing these promos back and forth has been awesome and the fans have been behind it for sure john alba 
at John Alba. Here's an example of one of the tweets here. What I loved about the Britt Baker and Soraya promos on the, on AW Dynamite was how even when digging at one another, they built one another up with respect. That's how you show people it's a fight worth seeing. Definitely one of my most intimacy matches at the pay-per-view. Couldn't agree more. Britt Baker, though, his her last promo was interesting. Very good, but interesting. And the whole rivalry has been interesting in the sense that, you know, Soraya is her big comeback. You know, even when she announced she was cleared, she didn't necessarily get that same pop that a lot of people thought she would. It seems like Twitter had a louder pop than the fans there. It seems like Britt Baker, the fans are behind her 100%. And her last promo was much, much more of a babyface promo than we've ever seen from her. So I want to ask you this, Putty. Why is it that the fans are more behind Britt Baker than Soraya? Cause I think maybe because she's homegrown. They've been supporting her for the last three years. Her promos have been nothing but truth bombs. Everyone popped when Soraya came back months ago. Was it October, September? Yeah. That was her biggest pop that she got. Yeah, because surprise. We knew, you had a feeling she was going to get cleared. Why would they sign her? Why would they inject her into this promo or rivalry with Britt Baker if was it going odds or we're going to get cleared? Right, but still, like, you know, you, the, the, that promo itself was very emotional for Soraya. Yeah, uh, you know, she, there was there there was a lot to it there, and it, not to say her promo fell flat, but I feel like the the audience was uh, had a flat reaction to her, if you will. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think because Britt Baker's promos were, were were more awesome, more real, more raw, talking about defending AEW and outsider, like, same formula AEW's been doing with the WWE guys. They're homegrown. This is our turf. This is our house. You can't come in and take over. I'm going to defend it. I think that's what she's coming from. And I think AEW hardcore fans are like, yeah, Britt Baker's been here since day one-ish. So let's defend our girl, Britt Baker. Let's support our girl, Britt Baker. Welcome back, Soraya. But this is AEW's house. This is her house. And fantastic job by Britt. I, and a lot of truth to it. A lot of them, yeah. Lots of, a lot of truth to, to Soraya. But now it makes me kind of wonder... You know, I mean, we, we have been seeing kind of like a turn with MJF, if you will, like more of like a face turn, with, not fully trusting that. But yeah, is Britt, is Britt Baker going to be a face? Is Jamie Hayter going to turn her? Is it going to be like, what is going on? What is the trajectory here for Britt Baker going forward? Is this just or is this just like for the rivalry? I think it's for the rivalry. I think everything will reset when the rivalry is over. Mm. I don't like that. I feel like AEW does that quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It Follow the formula. I, I don't know. Pick a side. Pick a lane. Pick a lane and, and, and run with it. You know, I, I think Britt Baker, she could still be herself and be a great face. You know, Soraya, Soraya could do whatever. She's so good. Yep. Uh, she could be heel. She could be face. And she she always knocks out at Bark. But, you know, there, there's a saying. I think Randy Orton talked about it. You know, when you get so over as a heel, when you get, even if you do like, the most vile and despicable things in that ring, to the uh, to the fans' favorite wrestlers, at some point in time, you get so good as a heel that the fans have no choice but to cheer you. Yeah, has Britt Baker gotten to that point? Because that's what that's what it seems like right now. I think she's been on the point for a while. I think she's been there for a while, just waiting for that turn. But what other heels do they have in that division? Is Jade Cargill even a heel? You have Jade Cargill. Yeah, I mean Jade Cargill is walking yeah. a, like a very fine line there. With she's that. acting like one, but the fans uh, aren't treating her like one. Right, right. It, it, it seems like the division's flooded with faces, except for Baker and Jamie Hader, who's going to probably switch soon. It just seems like keep right as a heel, and once once the rivalry's over, maybe turn her eventually. Maybe turn Jamie and 
feud with Britt Baker. That's easy feud. I'm cu- I'd be curious to ask Tony Khan this if we ever get a chance to interview him. Like, you know, what's the deal of the whole face heel thing? Is that dead in AEW? Seems like it. Or, or right? Because you have Dana Bryan in his face, but then he's come sometimes cutting these heelish promos or acting heelish. MJF right now. What? 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 What's he? Although I agree with you, I don't trust what he's doing right now. But yeah, no, I, I could definitely see some weird thing happening with the yeah. firm again. I'm sure it already happened. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah I, I don't know. I, I think it's. It, it, I love AEW, but this this is what I wish there was like more concrete of like you know yes definitely heel definitely face you know so this whole it seems like everyone's a tweener. Yep, pretty much. And what does that do? Like it, it, it gets. I think it makes it harder to invest in these characters as fans. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, I, like I can sit back and I can enjoy these promos. I can sit back and I can enjoy the action. But you know, I feel like it's it's a, a, a certain level, and, and then after that, like it just kind of fizzles out because the storylines don't keep on going because it's kind of hard to when again you have this wishy washiness of good guy versus bad guy. Um, it, it kind of hold deflates the whole aspect of long-form storytelling saying for a while now i'm not really that invested in characters or these storylines in aw maybe that's right maybe i can't get invested because it's so wishy-washy i don't know who i'm following i don't know who to cheer for what's going on here that could be a reason that that's a a valid point for uh as a a reason to like you know not fully get invested into this because yeah for everything i said and and then some it's just i i wish there was more consistency if you will in aw because again they have Phenomenal talent there. Uh, and, and a lot of people that can, they've, they've, uh, you know, have a lot of charisma. Uh, they could all go in that ring, and uh, I don't know it just needs better storytelling. I, I think that's what it needs—just more long-form storytelling. Because you have these short feuds that like are fire. Like you know, for example, like CM Punk and, and Eddie Kingston. That yeah. seemed like it was going to be a fire thing, and it was just it only lasted what a week or two, barely. Yeah, but that could have been like a, a much bigger thing. Hopefully, like you know, this Soraya Baker rivalry here. I'm hoping that lasts at least another month or so before Jamie. I'm sure Jamie Hader is going. There's going to be something there too. So I don't know. We we shall see what happens here with that. Uh, going on to Impact. Hey man, Impact's trending. What's time? <laughs> Only because there's so a show overdrive. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Overdrive was tonight. Uh, Draven at Wrestling Covers uh, talks about. He's one of the people that talks about this. Deanna Parasso came out after Mickey James' match, after her victory for her last rodeo. Deanna Parasso, by the way, congratulations getting married. Here's a quote from her promo. I'm not looking to ruin your career. I'm looking to end it. So Deanna Parasso has made her intentions clear to Mickey James. Putty, I know we're running short on time, so I'm going to be direct. Will Deanna Parasso be the one to end Mickey's career? I don't think she needs to. Her resume speaks for itself. I don't think beating Mickey James does anything for her. Until she said that line, I've never beaten you. Yeah. You're the one person I've never yeah, beaten. That, that's the line. And I'm like, oh. And instantly I changed my mind. Yeah. Now she needs to beat Mickey James. She needs to get over that hurdle, get over that hump. For those who don't know, Mickey James is going to keep wrestling until she loses. She wants to go earn her way back to the Knockouts Championship. And next time she loses, she's going to retire. So I thought that was going to go all the way to the championship match. Maybe at Slammiversary. Maybe ride this out as long as possible. But now, I don't see that. I see Deanna beating her. Will it be here at the next pay-per-view hard to kill in January? Don't know. But I think if, you, if Deanna loses there, it's hard to continue that storyline for the next couple months. So I think Deanna does need to beat Mickey James here. Deanna needs that for so many reasons. 
yes, Deanna Peroto has accomplished a lot in Impact, right? But to beat Mickey James, right? Yep. Who's not only just a knockout legend, she's a WWE legend. She is a wrestling legend. And if that's the only thing getting her away between being the best of all time in Impact, then she needs to be her. That has to happen. Yeah, Mickey James kind of. Go ahead. No, I was saying, and I love Mickey James, and I think Mickey James, there's got to be a, a level of respect that she has for Deanna. I'm sure backstage, her buddy, buddy. Oh, of course. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when Undertaker, right? He wanted Randy Orton to be the one to beat him. That's true. Because he, he saw, 20, he saw something special in Randy Orton, and for whatever reason, that didn't happen. I think that's what Mickey James, she has that respect for Deanna. I, I think for Mickey to go out, if she wants to go out, who better? Who better than Deanna to beat her? Yeah, exactly. have that. So it, it ha- she has to be the one because then who who else? Who else? Deanna has kind of become the face of the knockouts division. It's not the company. We've talked about it numerous times. Mickey James was one of the prominent leader flag bearers of the knockouts division when it was first coming to prominence back in the what ten years ago, fifteen years ago. So Deanna, the new guard, beating the old guard, it's kind of a passing of the torch kind of thing, and I think that should happen at Hard to Kill in January. It'd be a very fitting end. Yeah. I, I think it, we were talking before about long-form storytelling. This would be long-form storytelling at its finest uh, because it's been a hard-hitting rivalry between these two. Uh, Mickey James obviously has gotten a better hand. But, you know, Deanna Parazzo, she could have the last laugh here in this one. Yep. And uh, and it would, be, it, it would be a respectful thing to do uh, to give Mickey James that one last phenomenal match because they had such good chemistry together. Yeah, they had multiple um, matches, and they all the matches were awesome. So yeah, yeah, we're, they were incredible. So uh, it, it's a win-win for everyone, honestly. Yep. Uh, moving on here, going to SmackDown. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, and Strong on SmackDown. Sean Ross Sap of Fightful dot com at Sean Ross Sap. Kevin Owens is back and joining the Brutes for War Games. Putty, this this is our last show that we'll have before. Survivor Series, where the War Games match will happen. So I want to ask you this right here, right now. Who wins the War Games match, the Bloodline or the Brutes? I would, I would guess the Brutes. Why? Why, why? why are you leaning so fast to them? Because the Bloodline's unstoppable, unbeatable, the longest-reigning champion in the modern era. The Usos are the longest-reigning tag team champions of all time. So losing in a non-title match for no reason wouldn't hurt them because they're not dropping the belts. Roman Reigns can get pins, what, three to two? Odd man out. There's a story like that. We, we still have one more SmackDown before. We still have a Gome show. So anything, they could put all the belts on the line. That could happen. I don't see that happening. In war, that doesn't usually happen in war games. I don't see that happening. So I just feel like this is a way that Roman can lose cleanly yeah, without. It, it happened get, at BWF, though. You're saying. Without, getting, without hurting him or without losing any momentum. I feel like the. the Brutes get a more push. Oh, now I, we beat Roman Reigns. Let's launch one of us into the title picture. Whoever pinned him, I guess. I think the Brutes should win here. Whoever pinned him. So there are three capable people of pinning Roman Reigns here. There's yeah. Sheamus, there's Drew McIntyre, and there's Kevin Owens. Right? Three capable people of having a world championship uh, opportunity after this match is done. But that's that also means there are three alpha males in this on that same team that Admittedly, they don't necessarily all get along. They've had rivalries before in the past. Could that play a factor here? Absolutely. Who pins them? Right. Probably somebody go to pin them. Like, oh, I want to pin them. Then I want to pin them. And that third man right. slides right in. It, there's, a lot, there's a lot of potential here with the Brutes winning. So many storylines to go for. 
There's a lot. Forward. I think I disagree with you. I, I think really? it's more. There's more of an opportunity for the bloodline to win here. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. The championships are not in the line, so there's a good opportunity for the bloodline to lose one. But the bloodline is just too strong. They're they're a tight knit unit. Are they? You know they they are the because well, of because of Sami Zayn. That fucking is that what you're saying? No, because Jay Uso, the crack. Everyone loves Sami Zayn, so Jay Uso is being that crack in the foundation. Maybe something close to a head there. That's one tiny crack. Meanwhile, the Brutes have three huge cracks. <laughs> Diggity. You're, you're a child. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I feel like the, the whole dissension, like, they're not a tight-knit unit with the Brutes. You have three guys who could vie for a World Heavyweight Championship run who would want to be the one to pin Roman Reigns. Like, I, I, that's a big deal. I just feel like, the, the like that, that, that's a much, much bigger deal than... Then what? Then what? Yeah, then what happens next? The Roman Reigns and the yeah, you, you you have you have the Royal Rumble. Okay, then what? Okay, we'll see what happens. Like I can see, I can see honestly, like Roman pulling something that Brock Lesnar once did. He he'll put himself in the Royal Rumble, and defend his championship against everyone. Uh, I don't see that, but that would be cool. That'd be awesome. You know, it'd be, be pure God mode. Do you Can't know what I mean? Like, then what if he wins? Oof, that'd be great. That could be the scenario how he loses. By the way, what? How he loses uh, at least one of the belts there? Maybe. So many options to go for. I mean, we're getting into the WrestleMania season. So looking forward to it. And it's picking up with Survivor Series now with War Games. Can't wait. Yeah, man. I, um, we have two War Games matches coming up at Survivor Series. One spot still needs to be filled for Bianca Belair's team. I think it's probably going to be Dana Brooke. You said before Chelsea Green off the air. Yeah. Another possibility could be Candice LeRae. Uh, oh, yeah. forgot about her. She would fit. You know, but either way, I mean, this is going to be a historic Survivor Series for so many reasons. And then off to WrestleMania we go. So it, it, it's an exciting time in wrestling indeed, my man. Anyway, Marcus, great show. Let's wrap things up. And go home thoughts for you. Go home thoughts, man. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. Can't wait to have some turkey. Uh, have some uncomfortable conversations with my family. And uh, and yeah, man, I'm going to be taking a week off. Are you going to be, are you going to be uh, doing the show next week or no? If you aren't here, then I'm not here. Okay. So we'll take the weekend off. Relax. Probably was too stuffed from Turkey anyway. So that's all us that, guys. So next week, we'll not be here for Shot of Wrestling. We'll be taking off for Thanksgiving, which I'm sure many people will be doing back home as well. Yeah. We spend time with their loved ones and uh, overeating and then, I don't know, suffering from a food hangover afterwards. <laughs> so last week, we couldn't do the show because we had the uh, technical issues. So unfortunately, we had to skip last week. However, Marcus, you had an interview. I did. I did. So for those we couldn't talk about it. So for those of you who may have missed it, Mark Schwann had an interview exclusively on our YouTube channel with please talk about it. Samira. Real quick. Yeah, uh, I had it with Samira, who is a backstage interviewer. She's uh she does commentary. Uh she does a lot in the world of professional wrestling, very similar to what we do. Uh except, you know, she does it her own way. I was a sweetheart of a person. I met her at backstage at BCW. Uh she was uh New addition to BCW, and fantastic addition. And we talk a bit about her career, but her upward swing in her career right now. And also, we talked a little bit about too important topic. I feel uh, about imposter syndrome, which doesn't get talked about enough. I think uh, something she went through at one point and got to the point where she almost quit the business. So definitely an interview worth checking out. Great. I'm sorry we couldn't feature it on our show, but definitely a YouTube exclusive. Check it out. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Any go home thoughts? We're done, right? Wrap things up. Promote yourself. Your favorite uh, person. Dot. 
or dot <laughs> net. It's yourfavoriteactor.com. You can check me out on there. Uh, all my social media links are on there as well. Uh, I think I may have to update my TikTok on there, though. So, <laughs> hey, Twitter's dying, man. So I, I, I've been on this all day. So I, 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 I got I to gotta pump up some other Who social knew, media though, platforms. Who knew, though? It was like a house of cards. Like, it seemed like outside, Twitter was like this powerhouse of a juggernaut. But right. really, it was not, not. No. No. Well, here's the thing. Elon Musk fired pretty much everyone. Yeah, but and... even then, they weren't making too much money. They weren't making like no social media, no, no social media platform is though. Okay, like they're they're all hurting. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. With that, it's a, it's a wild time to be alive right now in social media. Yes, it is. But anyway, uh, that wraps things up for here. Marcus, thanks for being here. Everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Same to you, buddy. And uh, Anthony Cole, thanks for your time again. Huge shout out to Anthony Cole for his time and everything he's done for me, you, and the show. But until December, right? That's the next show, December? Are we in December already? Is it next show? No way. Yeah, until yeah, December. December. Ugh. I've been your host at Monday Putty. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>